All right, so uh, back here, Baron of Beverage, uh, in, well, tonight in uh, New York City, uh, here at the Green Room, which is in the New New World Stages. New World Stages, and I'm here with uh, Anthony Caparelli, yep. uh, who's a writer of this fantastic uh, show that I just saw and actually just found on my train ride up to New York City called uh, The Imbible, yes. um, which, uh, which is a thoroughly entertaining you know, jam-packed, uh, it's kind of like distilled down history of, you know, alcoholic beverage. I like what you did there. That's very good. No. And yes. so um, it was, I really, really enjoyed the show a lot. Um, one of the things I thought about was you used a lot of barbershop quartet in the yeah. music. Yeah. And I wondered if part of that was because the barbers used to also be the medicine and would bring those alcoholic extracts to the wealthy or if it just happened. I love that you picked that up. Yeah, I, there's a bunch of layers in the show um, and as you know we trace uh, alcohol's history um, back to physicians and even before that um, mm -hmm. and physicians were some of the first people to use um, distilled ethanol uh, on, a, on a sort of a wide scale um, and they were barbers at, at the time. It was barber surgeons um, right. and, and, and it was used for uh, a lot of the things that you know if you wielded a knife that was your job and if you had to cut hair or cut flesh it was the same thing right. and the, the disinfectant of the day was, I mean, even going back before distillation, I mean, most people right. don't realize the story of the Good Samaritan was wine and oil, I mean, because that was what had alcohol in it before they had distillation. So, right. um, absolutely 100%, um, that, that was a big part of it. Um, I also am um, just organically a big fan of Barbershop. Mm -hmm. I've been singing Acapella for a long time. It um, kind of tells the love affair of that music yes. throughout the show. And it's, really it's nice. very apropos of the periods that we're discussing when a lot of these things happened, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, that we talked about. Uh, everywhere from you know the mid to late 1800s through the mid 1900s, really, really important formative years for the modern drinking era, and you know barbershop was all over the place during yeah. that time. Totally. So yeah. Totally. Well, it's good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. Really cool. I love you, dude. I love you. You never that mentioned up. it, and I was no. kept waiting for it. Um, so I had to ask that one question. But show was incredible, and I should mention, you know, includes cocktails. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, some mixed drinks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that you got the distinction now. Um, but uh, no, but I mean, it, it's uh, so it's educational. It's fun, uh, but. Most of all, I mean, it, it, was, it was a nice, nice ride. I mean, it was one of those ones where coming in with my heavy background, I was like, well, is this going to be hokey? Is it? But it was just the right amount of hokey, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that, or so people say, I like cheese in moderate amounts, you right. know, and it's that kind of show, really well done. Um, but uh, what we have here, because we always taste the Baron of Beverage, we have here is a cocktail that's right in the middle of the show, and it truly is a cocktail, balancing some bitters with some sweet as well as the spirit um, and it's um, raspberry creamsicle old-fashioned yeah um, and so I imagine one of the fun things you get to do is to play around at least with this cocktail the yeah. other two kind of fit into the storyline at the time this kind of just sprung in the middle of the show yeah so this can be any example of an old-fashioned um, and we do change it seasonally we have as you mentioned there's a, there's, the show is very information dense it actually grew out of 
um, a series of lectures and seminars that I was giving for the liquor companies. Um, and I also teach at the Institute of Culinary Education here in New York City. So it's very, very dense. Um, and as you see, you know, we put molecular formulas up on the right. board and we talk, you know, oh, yeah. the large hadron yeah. collider right. makes an appearance. Right. So, um, which which is why you mentioned, you know, um, the, the cheesiness. I always say, you know, making fools of ourselves for education. Um, you know, it, it's a matter of if you're going to be heavy in one area, we want to kind of lighten it up. Um, so this drink in particular allows me to um, get people who want to come back to the show several times in order to pick up the information they didn't get the first time right. to give them something different. Something different. Yeah. Sure. So we change it seasonally. Right now we're doing uh, raspberry vanilla syrup with orange bitters. In the winter we have done um, gingerbread old fashions. We've done salted caramel old fashions. In the summer we do things like um, black cherry and lemon. So it's a really versatile, versatile drink. And as yeah. I said, you know, we get people that are literally at the show like taking notes on the back of the comment cards. Sure. So if you want to come back and see the show two or three times, right. you know, we want to give you a little something little different something when you come back. So this now, lets me do and that. And so, uh, so obviously you batch this up ahead of time uh, to save you some time. Which is Actually, one of no, we no. don't. No, what you're getting is the post. Um, we have some extras at the end of each show. We always have to make too many. And so we actually put those in a picture. But, but I actually make go. all the drinks a la minute by hand ah, for everyone. You actually nice. see me do the gin and I tonics. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I do the exact same thing um, with the old fashions right Very before nice. the show. They're Very all made nice. individually. And yeah, we, we really kind of want to make sure that the quality of the drinks. Um, well, it stood out. I mean, thank I taste you. It. Now, one of the things is I'm, I'm smelling it is you really get a little bit of that citrus right on the nose, um, which is really nice, and a little bit of the sweetness from the whiskey, too, um, which a lot of cocktails don't have aromatics. This one does. Yeah, thank you. That's really important to me, again, because we talk about that in the show. So we want to make sure that people understand, you know, the, the whole point of this style of learning is that it hits you on all the levels. We give you, obviously, the, the auditory, you know, we're talking to you the whole time, right. we give you the visual with the screens, um, but the kinesthetic, where we actually are not just telling you about the drinks, we're giving you the drinks and you can actually experience what we're talking about, um, seems to help people kind of really make a connection and retain the information. Sure, and, uh, and, the, and the, the, I'm just sipping it while you're chatting because that's what we do. That's what we do. And. Um, it's it's really well balanced. I mean, you totally get that raspberry creamsicle, but it's not. There's nothing cloying about this drink. Uh, you still get the beautiful little bits of spice on the rye coming in after all that fruit, which is nice. Um, but it, it's not. I mean, I think some people make old fashions. I've had them where they get too sweet, too much of the syrup. Um, and this is not. This is very well balanced between the syrup and the bitter. And the well, spirit. thank you. What that's the the best compliment you could have given me. Um, that's actually what I try and look for um, when I put cocktail menus together. Is is that balance? Um, and when things are too sweet, I always say sugar is like a blanket that sits on top of flavors. But if you can reach that sort of spicy bitterness mm -hmm. um, that we get out of things like orange bitters in any store, that gets up under the flavors and kind of pushes them up a little bit more. And that's how it finishes. It's like, you, well, and that's the way our tongue is built, the sweet right. hits first. Yeah. So that sweet hits you first, but then as it goes through and across your palate, you get a lot of the, the mid-palate of the, the corn, mix in with a little spice, and then it finishes and you get all that neat orange bitter on the finish. It really is a well-concocted con well cocktail. Thank you very much. What yeah. a wonderful thing to hear from someone. I mean, I, you know, you told me a little bit about your background. That, that really means a lot to me. Thank yeah. you very much. So now uh, you, you, if, I'm just going to go off path here because normally I don't have theater in the podcast. Yeah. But I just want to say I'm really, I'm really one of those people. I'm like, damn, I'm in Baltimore. I want to come back for your, you know, your pirates, you know, uh -huh. and uh, what was it? Uh, uh, 
So we have a brunch show that right, we just opened. Right, a brunch show, which is like all day drinking, which, yep. you know, who doesn't what's, like day what's drinking? What's wrong with that? Right, I what's mean, not the like? Every bum knows day drinking. Exactly. Um, and then uh, then you have another show, which is coming back, which was... Uh, Christmas Carol Love. cocktails. Oh, yeah, Christmas Carols, which is the third year in a row it's been a sellout. That's, yep. That yep. sounds great. I wonder, yeah. does that have things like eggnog in it? Or it absolutely does. So that that show I actually modeled on A Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually retell the story, but this time it picks up right at the end of A Christmas Carol where Scrooge is all excited about Christmas. He wants to throw a party, but he realizes he doesn't know anything about making drinks because he's been Scrooge his whole life. So he um, calls all the, the holiday spirits back <laughs> and they go out for another night, but this time they teach him about cocktails past, present, and future. And we start with the origin of eggnogs and flips and syllabubs. We actually serve syllabub because it's a little bit more historically correct. Um, and then we move on to uh, present day drinks. We do. We tell the whole story of chocolate, um, and we talk about um, things like using uh, alcohol and chocolate drinks. Uh, and then we finish with a drink of the future, where we actually bring liquid nitrogen out on stage, and we make um, alcoholic our alcoholic version of Dippin' Dots, like frozen ice cream dots. Ah, that's awesome. Using, yeah, using alcohol uh, and liquid nitrogen. We actually do that using a whole titration system we do live on stage. Um, yeah, don't mix those Dipping Dots with your kids. No, you do not want to mix those. Um, so that one's really, really fun uh, because you, it actually takes you through um, three different drinks up to, you know, something that we, we is very science and futuristic. That's really cool. Yeah, it's, it's really a cool. lot of fun. So it's like one of these shows you can keep coming back to learn a little more have a little more fun yeah um yeah i definitely would uh would encourage anybody who's visiting new york or in new york because uh, we have listeners all over the east coast and well if you're in japan we have a big following in japan oh wow um if you're in japan and you make your way to new york city find this show it's a lot of fun thank you so much all right anthony cheers cheers my friend thank you <laughs>